It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, thanks for being with us tonight. You found The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So welcome to the Ooh La La Studios where we talk about love, <laughs> dating, romance, and relationships. Hello, Simon Marcel, our French romantique. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Good evening. How are you? I am very well. And listen, Simon, it is the holidays. We're getting close. We're so close. I can almost <laughs> feel the tension of my mom in my house in two more days. Um, but a lot of people want to give shout outs to loved ones, uh, yes. friends, relationships. So let's go to uh, a shout out that we got on voicemail, 855-905-8255. Let's hear Tia from Chicago. Bonjour, Simon and Angie. My name is Tia, and I'm calling from Chicago. I listen on 93.9 FM, and I wanted to send some holiday love to my sister, Carrie. She loves your show, and she listens all the time, and I won't be able to be with her this holiday. So send her some love for me. Thank you. Happy holidays. Oh, thank you. Happy holidays to you, Tia, and your sister. Yeah, thank you, Tia. Thank you for the shout-out. And, I like uh, them. Yeah. And um, so, Simon, um, we're only a couple of days away, and I still don't have my gift from you yet. What's going on? Are you really, like, is my car being, is it in production right now? Are you waiting? Uh, it's a much better present than you ever think, expect, or imagine what's coming to you. Really? So we got a couple of days, so oh it's going to be, actually, it's going to be delivered to your house directly. It's just Delivered? You know. Is it bigger yeah. than a bread box? How big is it's, it? It's big. It's big. Angie, it's big and exciting. <laughs> well, listen, I, I can't wait to get it. I have yeah. yours all ready to go. Maybe we'll exchange gifts after the show tonight. But I want to get to the phones and talk to our listeners, see what's going on with them. People need advice. Mm-hmm. Let's go. 855-905-8255. We'll jump on the lines next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie taking calls right now, 855-905-8255. We're here to give some relationship advice. So, Simon, let's let's do our jobs. Uh, Let's pick up Natalia listening in Lincolnshire, Illinois, on (laughs) 93.9 Light FM. Hi, Natalia. Bonjour, Natalia. Good. Bonjour. So, we understand you need some advice. What's going on? Yeah, um, so I just got married a couple months ago, um, and around the same time, I quit my job and started working with my husband. We have our own business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So we've really gone from like zero to a thousand. (laughs) Yeah. And now that we're, you know, spending all of our time together, I'm just wondering, like, how do we keep things fun and fresh and sexy and interesting now that, you know, we work together, we live together, we work long hours, so at the end of the day, we're exhausted. Right. And you've seen each other all day. There's nothing new there going on. (laughs) So (laughs) let me ask, do you guys work out of the home or do you work in an office? We work in an office, but like we commute together back and forth. (laughs) So is it necessary that you're both in the same office when you work or could one work from home and one work in an office? Is that possible? We could sometimes, but most of the time we actually need to be on the same location. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The only reason I'm saying is my husband is capable of working from home, um, has his own business as well. And he got to the point, Simon, where he's like, I'm here all the time. I'm in our house all the time. I see you, you know, come home for work and we're together a lot of the time. So he legit went and rented out one of those office workspaces so he could at least get a different um, environment and have something to talk about when he came home. So I was, you know, thinking if you guys could work separately as much as possible, even though you work for the same company, that that would be helpful. What do you think, Simon? 
Yeah, absolutely, Angie. That's if you can't, I suggest you do uh, use your imagination. So when you don't have the space, when you don't have the privacy, when you don't have like the time to be apart, what you still have is a wonderful mind and imagination. So when you want to make things ooh-la-la, when you want to make things a bit more maybe exciting, it starts in your mind. Because you might look at him in the office for a split second and find him attractive, hot. He might do something, right? So you've got to be spontaneous because the difficulty in your situation is since geographically or physically there's no surprise possible, it's going to be about surprising him here and now. So yeah. you get my drift. It's like you're going to have to be very spontaneous for him to be excited. The unexpected makes things exciting. Yeah, is, that's super helpful. Is it possible for you guys to, you know, on a weekend, maybe like do a little hotel? So at least you have a um, something different. I don't know about you, but my husband and I have been together forever. And there's something really, there's like an aphrodisiac about a hotel. It's a different room. It's a different place. Um, so maybe if you could do that, um, that's you also know, good, maybe yeah. once a month or something, that would be fun just to spice it up and change the scenery. Yeah. Definitely. That's a great idea. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it's more about thinking about ways to build in the spontaneity. Build in the spontaneity and also, you know, find ways that are not places that you're typically at all the time. You're always in the same place at the same time. So obviously you want your space together that has nothing to do with your home life or your work life. So take that romance on the road. Take that romance to a park, to a hotel, to a restaurant, to somewhere that is not typical. Yeah, that's great. I think that's that's really smart and a great way to like think about it that it wasn't even in my head. <laughs> and, and you should surprise him and be like, guess what, babe? You Hand him the hotel keys and, you know, say, meet me here at 10 o'clock. I'll meet you at the bar. And then boom. Awesome. See? <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us, Natalia. We wish you lots of, uh, you know, excitement, spontaneity, and a great mm-hmm. holiday as well. Thank Absolutely. you. You too. Enjoy. Okay. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just had a call that came in from Natalia saying, hey, I work with my husband. I live with my husband. It's so much time together. How do we keep it fresh? And Simon, I'm wondering, what's worse? Too much time together or not enough time together? What do you think? That's a tough question, Angie. Too much time together I feel like or they not can enough both time be together? Yeah, bad. they can both be you know, deal breakers. Uh, if you never see each other, uh, your relationship is going south. But if you see each other all the time, you have no air to breathe. You have new, no, have new stories. You need to see your friends. You need to do your things. It's very helping to any relationship, any marriage, any partnership to have your own life and bring that novelty to your partner. Because otherwise, it becomes a little bit boring and that kills the mood. And she, what, you, you have... An interesting story there because, right, I mean, you've been with yeah. Jason for years now. and uh, We've been together for a long time. When we first lived together, he had an, a home office um, for probably three years. And my husband was the type that would get up every morning and got fully dressed like he was going into an office because he said, if I'm in my sweatpants, then I'm at home in my sweatpants. My wife is here. It's like the same yeah. thing every day. I don't even feel professional. But then it got to the point where he's like, I'm here all day. You know, I know that you're downstairs if I'm up in my office, so I feel like I have to at least come say hi to you. And this is not a normal way to live. So he made a point of getting an office outside of our home, just like rented out one of those office spaces, workspaces. And it's helped our relationship tremendously because we'll come home from Mm -hmm. the end of the day like, you know, most couples do. Talk about our day. There's something new to talk about. Whereas if you're together all the time... Nothing new. Exactly. And and boredom kills love, literally. 
it, so, it really will starve it. Like you always say that too. Spontaneity is is everything. Oh, it's huge. Yes, keep on the new. moment. Yes. yes, keep it sexy. Preserve the sexy, <laughs> as P. Diddy says. All right, more of the rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, and advice that we're here to give you. The French romantic, Simon yes. Marcel is here. And you, the American realist, Angie Taylor. Yeah, we get the romance and the real, both of them. Um, I want to let everybody know, if you don't want to call in, you can always send us an email to simonandangie.com. I know it's hard sometimes to share your innermost Love issues. So let me go to an email we got for date or, or dump. dump. Okay, Aubrey needs to know if she can continue to date this guy or what advice we give or. her, date or dump. She's listening in Fort Smith, Arkansas on B98. Hello, Simon and Angie. I love your show. I'm so glad that I found it. Thank you. Thank you, Aubrey. I have a date or dump for you. I met this guy at a bar earlier tonight and he's really hot, but he has a terrible name. It's mm-hmm. Gareth. Not Garrett, which would be bad. I don't think that's so bad. But Gareth with a TH. It turns me off even to say it. I can't imagine introducing him to my friends and family as my boyfriend Gareth. It sounds weird. I'm sure this is the dumbest reason for a date or dump you've ever gotten. Um, Should I date or dump him? I feel like we've had dumber reasons, but this one is a little ridiculous. Angie, I mean, because I'm French... Only you can answer that question because Gareth, Gareth, it, to me, it all sounds good. So maybe as an American person, you can answer why this name is such a turn off. I kind of like different names, though. I feel like everybody is a Todd or a Mike or a whatever. So Gareth, I mean, it, it, it you know, like Gareth could look like Brad Pitt and then all of a sudden Gareth is the yeah. hottest name ever. Or Gareth could be the love of your life. But um, <laughs> when we come back, I want Simon for you to give me your date or dump for her. Yes. And then I also want to know... The dumb reasons, because she said, I'm sure this is the dumbest reason that I'm considering dumping somebody. I've dumped people for dumb reasons. What are yours? Next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Listen, we got to talk about this email a little bit more. Our date or dump email from Aubrey said she met the hottest guy, Mm -hmm. um, but doesn't want to date him (laughs) because his name is Gareth. And she thinks it's ridiculous and she's embarrassed by his name. I don't think it's that bad of a name. His name is not Gilbert. Uh, well, I don't think uh, Gilbert. It's a it's a good name too. But Gareth, Gilbert. See Gilbert. now, listen. The, the, the Frenchie over here, my little Frenchie, is like uh, Gilbert. Like you will make anything sound beautiful and know, sexy Angie. because it's French. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a female name that would be kind of a turnoff for you, where you're like? Ugh. Only my sister's name, Judith, because that's my sister, sister or my mom, Elizabeth. I love both names. I Elizabeth just is a di- beautiful name. It is. So it's not, but it's because it's my mom and my sister, or even my what grandmother, she, Sophie. What if um, she called herself Judy instead of Judith? Judy. That'd be better. Or Liz or Liz. Beth. Or that's something. all good. Yeah, all of that. Not exactly. So just not the exact same. Not name. Not exactly, and also because I hear everything. And it was an English accent. So when you say Judith, it's different than Judith. When you say Elizabeth in French and you say Elizabeth in English. So that helps me a lot. Right. right. It's, the, it's the pronunciation that helps me. But if I was in France, it would be difficult to date somebody who was exactly the same first name, my mom, mom, or sister. I think the name you could get over, though, like Gareth. I call him G-Money. You know, you give him like a nickname or something. G-Money. Yeah, like you give him a cute nickname if and whatever. I mean, I think... You know, if this is somebody, you know, she says he's super hot, 
what if he's the most, what if this is the love of your life? You're going to dump them over mm. a name? So my my advice is to date, figure it out. Like, date the person. You're not dating a name. You're dating a person. Simon, yeah, what do you sh- say? I agree. Unless you're looking for an excuse not to date this Gareth and you just put that silly reason, then I agree with Angie, date. But I think you're looking for an excuse out because I've never heard of a problem with Gareth. I mean, she doesn't know him yet either. She just met him earlier so tonight. You, do, so. you don't feel she's looking for an excuse and from us to she say just, what, what excuse could she have? She just the, met the him name tonight. Is silly. But why don't you want to date somebody that you connected with that you think is really hot? She doesn't even know him yet. Oh, I agree with you, but I think you know? she's looking for an excuse. So I agree with you. She should she should date and put that aside. We both say date. You date. know, figure out what kind of person he is, what kind of relationship you might have before you make that call. Is there any, you know, she thinks it's, you know, probably the dumbest reason that anybody's written us for a date <laughs> or dump, which is not true. But have you ever dumped somebody for a really ridiculous reason that somebody else might look at you and say, like, there's that Seinfeld episode where he says, I dumped her because she ate her peas one at a time instead of scooping up her peas and eating them. <laughs> Noise when you eat. Noise when Chewing you eat. Chewing noises drives me. I just can't. I hate any you know, mouth like, noises. Exactly. Like the saliva somebody... and the, yeah, yeah, the smacking. Oh, je ne peux pas. I cannot. It drives, so that's a very silly reason. But I, I know when that happens, there's going to be a deal breaker. Because you're like, I have to listen to this for the rest of my life. Yeah, you think about that, you know, the first date or, <laughs> or lunch or dinner and you hear. We all have our thing, right? There's a lid for every pot, but some people do not like the lid. They don't like the pot. Like some little thing doesn't work and it's just not going to work. But more of The Rendezvous next. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. 855-905-8255 is our number. If you need Mm -hmm. advice on anything, love, dating, romance, Simon Marcel and myself will help you out. Simon, I want to talk about Mm -hmm. this thing we found on Reddit Yes. Um, it was a question that I think is good for us. What's one thing your significant other or someone you dated got you to do that you never thought you would do? Something that took you out of your comfort zone, something completely different that you never <laughs> imagined that you would do. Is there anything for you, Simon? Oh, I got a good story. So I don't know if it's the same word in English. In French, called tandem. It's a bicycle with two seats. Yeah, tandem. All right. So I never thought, I thought it was the silliest thing ever. And then Why, because it looks too, like, mushy. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. And then she said, come on, let's do it. I said, no, let's rent two bikes. I just don't feel like it. No, no, it's going to be good. It was in Paris. And I, I did it, and I loved it. We did it for all the time. We were going back and forth. Oh, my God. I insisted, you are brave, though. because that's my definition of a nightmare, a tandem well, bike. Like, what if you're not pedaling on my speed, and I'm too ADD, it, OCD? Ha- it's a great point. You have to get used to it, Angie, right? Because at yeah. first, you don't pedal on the same rhythm. But pretty quickly you figure it out, and then you're like a great team. And I had I had a great, but I insisted to be the driver that I could never give up. A tandem bike is a good metaphor for your relationship because you said you have to pedal at the same rate, you have to figure it out, yeah. and eventually find your rhythm. And you said I had to be the driver. So I had to. I know I feel it like everybody a bit macho, but I just yeah. I had to. Think about your relationship. Who, you know, if your relationship is a tandem bike, are you pedaling at the same speed? Who's the driver? Yeah. Who's in the backseat? Like, that's very interesting because you can't both do the same. Nope. My husband and I would be like, we both want to do that. So we'd both get separate bikes. There is no way. <laughs> no way. There's, no, there's no way. I mean, you don't so try. That's, I don't even want to try because I would go crazy. I really would. But I want to talk more about the things that someone you dated got you to do that you never thought you would do next on The Rendezvous.
It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We're talking about what is the one thing your significant other, someone you were dating, got you to do that you never thought you would do? This is a Reddit question. Myself, Simon, um, Mm -hmm. I dated a guy one time who was super into scuba diving. Got me to get certified as a scuba diver. I was so nervous to do it. I don't like, you know, the idea. There's a claustrophobia thing that goes with it for me. But I ended up really loving it and found it super relaxing. So sometimes... We step out of our comfort zone, even though we have an idea of what something's going to be like. And it's so not true. like that. So let's go to our executive producer, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi. What, what Hi. about you? Well, mine is traveling. I was always afraid to travel. Like when I was younger, I didn't really travel that much. Then I met a man who traveled for a living and I, mm-hmm. I went with him. And it, at first it was nerve wracking, like going to all different places. But I've been to some amazing places. What was your of fear him. of travel? Just like um, not getting to the airport on time, being in a plane, like all kinds of stuff. And Jill is like my anxiety twin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like She's like, what if I you don't had, make it to the plane on time? Yes. You had that. You have that too? Uh, well, I'm just anxious about everything and okay. um, nervous about everything. That's why I go to the airport like three hours early. Worst case scenario, I can sit at the bar and have a drink. You know, like I don't want to be late. I don't want to be, you know, get there and, and see that the line is forever and I won't make it. But that's a good one, yeah. um, Jill. And, you know, I think that's the beauty of relationships. One of the most beautiful things in relationships is learning mm-hmm. to try new things from someone Daring. else. And Yes. And if someone's holding your hand through the process, it makes it easier. Absolutely. Daring is loving together, for sure. Daring, yeah. Daring and and just jump with both feet together. All right, more of The Rendezvous. I think we have a call that's coming up, 855-905-8255. We're going to go to the lines next for advice with The Rendezvous. Simon and Angie next. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are on the Ooh La La Studios giving you advice on love, dating, Mm -hmm. romance, relationships oh while keeping it real with simon marcel and myself <laughs> yes. so let yeah let's go to the phone simon 855-905-8255 advice is needed right now by vince listening in franklin michigan on 100.3 wnic hi vince bonjour hi hi <laughs> so good it's going great how's it going with you what do you need advice for well look i've i've had um a lot of relationships. I've been just bouncing from one relationship to the next, and and some of them go for a few months. Some of, I've had. I think the longest I've had at this point is maybe ten months in a relationship. And someone told me something about this, and and I really do think it is like I come from a, my family. My parents have been married for fifty years. They they they've got the perfect marriage, and and okay. for some reason, you know, um, I I think that watching that perfect marriage for me has made me want that right off the bat in, in everything I do. And I, I, I really don't know if that's what's affecting me. Okay. You know, just trying to meet up to that expectation, I guess. So your your problem is that you keep bouncing, trying to find the same relationship that your parents have. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Simon, your parents have an amazing relationship too. Do you feel that, Vince, you're getting into relationships too fast because that's what you're looking for, and then you find out it's not what you thought it was, and it crashes and burns. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I, you kind of nailed it in a nutshell. I mean, it's. It's. I just want. I want the long term. I guess right away, I, and and it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I expect too much. Well, we all do. I think so, Vince. Your ten month relationship you said was your longest, correct? Yeah, my longest was ten months. Right. So why did that ten month relationship end? 
I, uh, it, it has a lot to do with, I guess, um, when I brought her over to my parents' house for dinner, um, my parents kind of like didn't really like warm up to her very well. And, and I, I just felt like... So then you were turned off. You were turned off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess their impression of, of whoever I, dating is important. I don't know. Here's what I think it is. I, okay, I really ahead, honestly think that Vince is idealizing his parents a little bit too much. I don't believe that you're giving yourself the time to find out who you are in a relationship, who the person you're dating is, because you're expecting every relationship, whoever you get with, for it to be this same relationship that your parents have, because that's your ideal. And I get that. I mean, we all want this amazing, long-term, beautiful relationship, but it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself and to put on the person that you're dating. Instead of just taking the time, you're going full throttle, like we should be right where our parents are and the way they feel about each other, how they relate to each other. Simon, But we're you, not our parents. We're not our parents. And that's the thing, Vince, is we're not our parents. And I'm a bit commitment-phobe. That explains also where I am today in life. And maybe you are too. We got to look into ourselves to find, not in our parents, but in ourselves, the answers. Uh, putting on our parents the good or bad of our lifestyle today. I personally don't understand that. I don't agree with that, Angie. I think it's you, in us. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying right. it's it's you guys because you are not your parents. You are no. not their relationship. And not- we are in agreement. We're just saying it a different way, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think that when you have this example of perfection, mm-hmm. what you perceive as perfection, anything less than that is going to seem not enough. Yeah, or maybe what I've achieved at 50 is behind perfection, there is plenty of cracks we don't see or don't want to see. There's nothing of perfect. Of course, of so course. So that is also why we're not the yes, same and Vince, our parents. You have to remember that. What you might see on the outside, what your parents yeah. show you, mm-hmm. if they've been together forever, trust me, there have been problems. There have of been course. ups and downs. Of there course. have been a lot of things. And you have to give yourself the time to get to know someone and and grow together the way your parents have over all this time. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I can see that. I mean, I just have to just go slow, I guess. Just go I, slow. I you will find your own beautiful love story. She's somewhere. She is. <laughs> just like for me. Yeah. So. No, she is. She is. Listen, she is. She is. She just is. give it a little time and 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 it will come slowly. All right. Thank you so much for calling us, Vince. I hope we were helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. You got Best it. of luck to you. Yeah. Have a great okay. holiday. More, you too. Yes. Thank more you. of the rendezvous. And I want to talk about um, our parents' impression on us. And is it a yeah. good thing or a bad thing? Let's talk about that next on yeah. the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We had a call on from Vince earlier um, before the break, Simon, where... He idolizes his parents' relationship and is finding that he's not satisfied in any of them. He's bouncing around. I feel like he's looking for this ideal. Um, You also, Simon, have this amazing example. Your parents are happy, beautiful, very long time Mm -hmm. relationship. 50 years. And And you're kind of like Vince. I mean, you're not bouncing from relationship, but you're single trying to find the ideal. And I, I believe in true love. So, you know, one day somewhere, somehow you meet the person who also have made the same road than you, right? So there's somebody, woman close to my age, who probably been on the same lifestyle than me, and then we'll meet and that'll be wonderful. But if you ask, it's a great question. Look, Angie and I, let's be totally real. You come from a family very, mm-hmm. if you want to say in two very words, broken. how was it? It very was broken. very broken. Like my, my parents split at three. My mom was divorced and married three times. My dad the same. Like there was no stability. Horrible exactly. examples of relationships. Yet, 
you know, more than 10 years ago, you meet Jason. Now you guys have been married and, and raising your daughter. And then on the other side of the spectrum, me, great parents, 50 years together. And then I've never desired to get married. Really, it's never been a goal of mine. My mom always wondered, what have I done wrong for my boy to be so different? Or, and the result of this, to keep it light and funny, is we are not our parents. We're not. You are, you are the proof of it. I am too. So... We don't inherit just the bad or the good. We're just ourselves. And yes. I think when you realize this, you're free from that either difficult past or easy past. And then we're you can make your life good. We're, we're not, not our parents' relationship. We're not our parents. We're not. We all have different experiences. And, and like you said with our caller, Vince, it may look like the most perfect relationship ever. But Nothing don't be perfect. fooled. Nothing is true, perfect. True love is imperfect, and that's how you can make it work. No way you can be in a perfect marriage for 50 years, even a year. Impossible. So just give yourself a break. Love is ideal, but imperfect, right? Exactly. Don't forget that. Yes. All right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking about, um, you know, idealizing relationships, our parents' maybe had the most amazing relationship, have the most amazing marriage. Simon, your parents mm. do. They do. You really. are almost 50, mm-hmm. and you get the drill from your mom, don't you? She she wonders, I mean, my son, you're so perfect. You're successful. You're handsome. You have everything to offer the world. Why? Why are you not married like me and your father? With add the Jewish guilt of what have I done wrong for you to be like that? Oh, so she's okay, blaming so, herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to add, I come from a Jewish family, there's always a little guilt. What have I done wrong she's for you to nothing. have not been married yet, have no kids, have a goddaughter? I mean, listen. Are you no, a commitment phobe? Does she ask you if you're a sure. commitment phobe? For you sure. You are. I, I, of course, of course. I think that... Um, I can't lie. I mean, all these years, I've had wonderful relationship, but I never went full the way. I also want to be honest, sometimes you just fall out of love. So you fall in love, and then a year later, you just don't feel it anymore. And I said that to my mom. I said, Mom, you have to give me more time because some people find love at 60. Okay. I don't think there's a time to and fall in love, you know, 20 or 30. If I you agree. don't want kids like me, 60 or 70 is still good. I don't think that you are a commitment phobe, though. And can I tell you why when we come back? Yeah, I'm intrigued. So let's talk about that. I don't think you're a commitment phobe, Simon Marcel. I think you want a commitment. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening. It is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie tonight. We have been talking love, dating, romance like we do all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, We got on the subject of being a commitment phobe. This came from a call earlier. My parents were the ideal. I just bounced from relationship to relationship and, you know, nothing. I I don't know what's happening. Simon, your parents are an ideal marriage, right? For you, they were an ideal. Mm. They're amazingly they still are. They happy. Still are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still happily married. Mm-hmm. And your mother gives you a little bit of a hard time. She gives herself a little bit. <laughs> the Jewish guilt comes in. Like, what did I do? Why Every aren't you summer. married? Right. Yeah. Because you're nearly 50 and you're dating. But you said before the break that you were a commitment phobe. I don't believe that. I want to know why you don't believe that after my life has been kind of relationship after relationship and not complaining about it but that's, so tell me why why you Be- think I'm not a commitment phobe because I think it in your heart of hearts you do want a commitment you do want a long-term commitment am I wrong no you're right if if I fall in love it's it's a hundred percent because you have not found the one this does not make you a commitment phobe yes maybe you're a little picky in particular but I also <laughs> think this is a beautiful thing because you know 
especially at this age in our life, when we've been through relationships, you know what you do and you don't want. You know what you're going to be able to tolerate. You know the things that turn you on about a woman. You know the things that you want to sit in a rocking chair with someone when you're 80 and talk about. You know what turns you on and turns you off. And I feel like... You know, when you were younger, yes, bouncing around. I mean, that's what we do when we're young and playing and having fun. But now that you're at this place in life, you're more particular, as you should be, because you know who you are and you know what you want. And why would you settle for anything less than it, it's not saying that you need a supermodel that's perfect. It's saying I need somebody no. that I know I can be with forever. Yes. I would add also, Angie, that um, the reason why when we don't want kids we're almost certain to find love much later as everyone has the right in the world in the 20s, 30s, even mid 40s to want kids. And you're the one who says, no, I don't want that. And then obviously that ends and has ended. Your dating pool becomes smaller though as a man. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets much bigger because at 50, most women don't want kids to be honest. And then we're back to equal. Right. Like if I were single, I would be perfect for you. You would be. So I'm really sorry I'm not. Well, well, come on. So I'm kidding. Thank you, Angie. But I mean, it's true that, and I told that to my parents, that now I found at 49 that the pool of women of my age are like me. No yes. more kids. It, Angie, that stopped many, many good relationships I've had because of that. But I've been honest, and they left me for a man who wanted the kids. And this is why when you do find that one that just like flips your world upside down. You're madly mm-hmm. in love. That's going to be the one because you yes. know exactly what you want. You oh, know exactly yeah. what you need and um, you're not going to settle for something else. And that does not make you a commitment phobe. That okay. makes you somebody who knows exactly who they are. And I think okay, that's cool. a beautiful thing because look at how many people get into relationships out of, you know, I'm running out of time or I want to have a kid or I just want to settle down. And it's not, exactly the right person for them it's just a mm. relationship that is filling a void you don't need to fill a void no, your life is rich and full thank you Angie. No, that's totally true so i'll take away the commitment phobe when it comes to me you're not a commitment phobe. A, a free spirit looking for love that's yes. really me yes a commitment phobe to me seems dysfunctional it's somebody that cannot sustain a commitment and then says, well, I'm, I'm just scared commi- of commitment. Yeah, no, I always do what I say and say what I do. I'm a committed exactly. friend. I'm a committed you know, family member. I'm a committed godfather. And, and so, so take that word out of your vocabulary. Do not describe it, yourself that way. Thank you, Angie. It's now out. It's out. But I like um, we talked about it. You gave me an interesting perspective. Listen, when you are of a certain age and you have everything you need in life, except for that one person, you better be enhancing my life because I can do fine without you. I've gone this far without you. So true. And so, so fill so my heart, true. and that's it. That's it. All right, Simon, Fingers not crossed, a commitment phone. Nope. Just a romantic who knows who he is. <laughs> that's right. That's All right. right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Thank you so much for listening to us tonight. The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you missed anything, please hit up simonandangie.com. You yes. can listen back to our show Mm-hmm. Lots of great topics we talked about tonight, Simon. Keeping the spark when you're together all the time. We work together. We live together. Oh, my gosh. I'm sick of this person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not sick of them, sure. but, like, there's nothing new going on. How do you keep mm-hmm. a spark? Um, what did someone you dated get you to do that you thought you would never do? You said a tandem bike, which I thought was such a cool <laughs> metaphor. Try it. I've loved it in Paris. I miss it. I think it's yeah. a great experience for any couple to have, including that- you, Angie. 
I loved the romance part of it where you said we had to learn how to find our rhythm together, learn right. how to pedal together. It's, to it's trust such a metaphor. Each other. To trust each other and to steer and navigate together. And mm. then how our parents influence our relationships. That came from Vince, who just idealizes his parents because they do have what he says is a perfect marriage. And that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said, like a diamond, love is beautiful, but imperfect. Meaning, you can take the best diamond, the most pure, there is always a tiny bit imperfection. A very, very, very small inclusion. It's a, so, <laughs> I, so let's not believe that when it comes to any love story, it's 100% perfect. On in Walt Disney, maybe, movies, but in, not in reality. So that's, that gives us a lot of space to accept each other. People really feel like they have to have this perfect ideal what their parents the are, Prince what they Charmy, see in a movie, yeah. but it's not real. It's not, Nothing is perfect. No, we're not, and we are not perfect as human beings, so Absolutely. we need a little break. Uh, thank you so much for being with us on the show tonight. More of The Rendezvous next time. Wishing you all love, happiness, mm -hmm. and the best holiday ever from The yeah, Rendezvous. Happy holidays, yes. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.